Thursday, December 7th, 2023. Season 2, Episode 64 of What's Eating Camp. So much to get to today. I, uh, I'm, I'm unprepared. I uh, just, I, you know, I got up early today. Just a lot to do today. Wish I was a little bit more prepared. Yesterday was a super busy day, so I didn't get it done yesterday. I had to do it this morning. Um, we'll see how, how the day goes today. But there's so much going on. In fact, December 7th. 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. It is Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day today. Um, I feel like a little bit of a heel. I didn't think of that ahead of time. I saw it this morning and I'm like, oh no, I wish I could have done more on that. But there's there's a lot going on. Uh, in fact, I'm going to get things started today with something that I think we can all appreciate. Um, ben and I had a conversation yesterday. Usually it rolls around football. We had a few other things we were going to talk about. But uh, the conversation, as conversations do, turned into something else. And let's all get started today with a little bit of coffee talk. Uh, we've been locked in on Mind Tonic Espresso by Anodyne Coffee out of Milwaukee. Okay, and so espresso, that's pretty hardcore though, right? It's not espresso. I mean, espresso is how you make your coffee. It's a method of pressing it okay. and ex- extracting it and making it like a <clears throat> like a concentrated coffee. Right, right, right. That's so, why you just do a little shot of it because it's that's basically a cup of coffee squeezed yeah. down into a little shot. So we can do that in this Ninja. We can do, uh, I think it's a two ounce or a four ounce, I think. And then, you know, it uses the same amount of coffee in it. Yeah. I mean, that's just, and then you get yeah. it. And well, and those are nice. If you want to make like, if you do want to do something special and like add a little cream or milk and ice or something and make like an iced coffee, mm. you typically would want to use an espresso shot or two, then your milk or cream, maybe some mocha flavoring and you'd mix it up. And whatever got you going in coffee, whatever made you feel like there's, I need to find a good way to do this. It's a good question. I, we just started making it in our twenties and then we started real basic. Like everyone else, I feel like drip brew coffee. And I would assume maybe investigating a little bit further into like what's going on behind that counter when they're making me a latte. Cause I wouldn't get those all the time back in the day, but I would once that when I did, it was like this super shot. And I was like, wow, that's so much more powerful than regular coffee. And I started to get a little interested in what was happening back there. And then we bought an espresso maker Nice. and then um, liked that for a few years. But like I said, it's messy to use a real espresso maker to fill the cup, to do the thing, to, to make it go. And it can be tough too sometimes to like not get grounds in it or have it be correct. So that one, I have a lot of work to do if I ever want to become good at making espressos. And then that's where we veered into the like gourmet pour over coffee. That's cool. That's cool. Kind of, kind of settled in there for the last few years. You like, like I probably grew up on Folgers. hundred percent, hundred percent. As did I. 
you know, yeah. it's just, that's just kind of this common blue collar Midwest. You have the freeze dried coffee and that's, that's that. And it's in the cabinet and it's in there all year long. Yeah. <laughs> you know, same one. Yeah. You used to have to open the metal lid up with a can opener yeah. and then put a plastic cover on the top of it for a year. No wonder I hated it as a kid. I know this coffee talk this is not what we signed up for today but (laughs) (laughs) this train has left the station we this has been hijacked (laughs) we sound like two people jones and (laughs) 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 where do you get the good stuff (laughs) if that doesn't make you want some coffee this morning i don't know what will uh great conversation with ben we got uh, more coming up with ben uh later on today uh, I got to be honest with you, there's so much going on and I apologize for the rushed nature of some of this, but there is a lot to get to. In fact, there are exactly three headlines today, but one is a biggie. Norman Lear, the iconic TV sitcom and movie producer, died at 101 years old yesterday, and he had been, he had he had stuff in the works now. Um, and when I say iconic, um, you might not have ever. Yeah, some of you maybe you don't follow entertainment all that often. Norman Lear is the writer and creator of some of the most iconic TV sitcoms of all time. Uh, the writer and producer for uh, some a few of the biggest movies, kind of cult movies, uh, The Princess Bride being one of them, Fried Green Tomatoes being another. Um, I think that a lot of people don't realize how um, I, I just omnipresent he was in our lives since, well, he was. He actually came up in the early days of television, but we know him most for his work in the 70s and 80s that, you know, for us... <laughs> 40, 50-somethings, right? Let me just go down a list of a few things here. I mentioned the Princess Bride movie. Fried Green Tomatoes is a lot of people's favorites. But listen to these TV shows. Um, The Facts of Life. Silver Spoons. One Day at a Time. Good Times. Maud. Samford and Son. All in the Family might be one of his biggest. Um, but I bet you didn't know that he was a writer for, uh, I think, the entire time that the Chappelle, that Chappelle's show was on. He was a writer on Chappelle's show. Uh, he's also the writer and creator of The Jeffersons, which, if you remember, uh, was my absolute number one pick for a TV sitcom theme song. And let's just take a listen. It's kind of... Not that he, uh, you know, produced the the songs for that, but I I don't know how he did that. He was so, uh, you know, Sanford and Son and the Jeffersons and a number of these uh, Chappelle show. Uh, I don't know how he wove himself into being that guy, but he was. And uh, even All in the Family was so kind of politically slanted and so in a wonderful way, a wonderful way. It, it made fun of kind of the. Uh, idioticness of politics and 
Who cares if we have differences? I, I had a conversation twice in the last two weeks where the words revolution were mentioned as near-term solutions for um, our, our, our problems right now. I, I got to be honest with you. I think that people that think our problems are so bad are just, I, I think that they just need to take a deep breath and take a step back. There's nowhere else on earth you'd rather live. And these are just differences in opinions. And there's no reason why your opinion is more important or more valid than someone else's opinion. And I think Norman Lear was, embodied that. I think that that's why he had these amazing shows that, quite frankly, I think you'd look at Norman Lear and be like, that shouldn't have happened. But it did. And uh, he passed away. It was a huge loss. But I, I mean, obviously, he lived a great full life. He was still working. Uh, 101 years old. Um, he, I, literally, I went to IMDb and there's like, and here's his future projects. And I was like, oh my. Uh, so big impact, big impact, impact on our lives. Um, as Willie um, Geist would say, a, a life well lived. Uh, in other news, Time Magazine's Persons of the Year is no surprise, Taylor Swift. Uh, Taylor Swift did a long interview and a very, um, open interview with Time Magazine um, and she spoke in depth about the psychological damage of her feud with Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. What I think is really funny is I didn't even know there was a feud between them. Now I'm sure Swifties do, uh, people who follow her, but apparently uh, Kim Kardashian had recorded a phone call uh, where um, Taylor Swift was made to look bad. I've never heard of this. Um, remember when Kanye West went up when she won Song of the Year and Kanye West went up and hijacked her acceptance and what have you. Uh, she also lambast, uh, she, she blasts, I'll just say that word because lambast or lambast, I'm not sure. Uh, she blasted the music industry over its treatment of young pop stars. Um, and that's all in Time Magazine, uh, their Person of the Year edition. So, uh, well-deserved. I mean, honest to God, if somebody wanted to take over the world right now, she could do it. If somebody wanted to take over any media, I mean, literally, she is it. Um, I don't know that there's anything bigger in entertainment going on than Taylor Swift. I, she, cultural icon, culturally everywhere this last year. Uh, and this is such a distant, I don't even want to do this story. Uh, there's a legal battle brewing between coffee brands by Taylor Sheridan and Cole Hauser. Taylor Sheridan is the creator of all kinds of shows, including Yellowstone. And Cole Hauser is the star of Yellowstone. He's um, Rip, I think is his name. And um, Taylor Sheridan's company made a coffee that was kind of centered around Yellowstone um, the ranch where everything is shot in real life is called whatever it's called, and the coffee is named after that. Uh, Cole Hauser started a coffee company just a little while ago. His brand looks a lot like Taylor Sheridan's. Uh, his The name of it is not far off from Taylor Sheridan's. Um, so there's some branding wars going on there between those guys and their and their coffees. So, I, you know, honestly, yesterday it seemed like... <laughs> Kind of a deal. Not so much today. All right. So, uh, interesting day today. I had some stuff planned. Um, I know it doesn't seem like I had stuff planned, but I did. Uh, the uh, 
Ben and I had a conversation. Part of our conversation was about football, as it always is. And uh, I think we picked tonight tonight's game the same, so no biggie there. Um, but our conversations meander, like all conversations do. One of the conversations that we wanted to have was about our favorite Christmas tunes. So we broke them up into two categories. Um, our favorite traditional, you know, like Burl Ives kind of like traditional Christmas songs and non-traditional. So today, these are our picks for traditional uh, favorite Christmas songs. And I just want to apologize up front because I did all of this in the last half an hour. <laughs> I just, I apologize so much. Uh, the Norman Lear thing and a few other things uh, I, I woke up early enough, uh, but there was just a little bit more to do. So if this sounds awful, I apologize. Uh, here is my conversation with Ben uh, with some nice drops of the music that we're talking about in our favorite traditional Christmas songs. Please come home for Christmas. Nice. The, uh, I like the Charles Brown version the best. Bells will be ringing. It's the melodies. It's the kind of bittersweet, melancholy, yeah. you know, happy and sad feeling at the same time, kind of jazzy feeling. So, yeah, I like that one. A little hint for everybody who listens. Um, I love on Pandora, uh, Swingin' Christmas, and that's not a sexual thing. This is uh, <clears throat> big bands and Frank Sinatra's and Dean Martin's and all the oldies uh, just just fun. It's always fun. Uh, and it, it's nostalgic. Uh, you do get a little bit of Harry Connick Jr. and Michael Buble, but it's mostly the, the classics and the, all those Fitzgeralds <clears throat> and the, it's, it's awesome. I love listening sure. to that. Um, so I had a weird tie here. I, I, in fact, the more I tried to break the tie, the worse it got for me, because I think that if I heard one of these songs, I would, I would tell anybody in the room, I'd be like, this is my favorite Christmas song. And if the next song came up and I'd be like, ah, shit, you know what? I think this might be it. So, uh, the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by choir 
And folks dressed up like Eskimos. Oh, yeah. I uh, love that. Uh, just a smooth, fun, curl up by the fireplace kind of a song. And then White Christmas by Ben Crosby. They just are both so... Uh, I think the singing in both of them is masterful. Um, there's some stuff that Bing, little gymnastics that Bing Crosby does in White Christmas that I think is so subtle until you try to sing it. I'm of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the tree and children listen to hear in the snow. Yeah, it just does kind of a couple neat little things in there. Like, fuck, I don't know if I can do that. I, it's he's awesome. got like a relaxed, weird thing that I don't know. Most people try too hard, probably, to if you try to sing like him. Yeah. Whereas he's just, he just, he just kind of flows right out of his mouth. Like yeah. he's not really trying. So, but uh, yeah, he's just got the <laughs> real smooth <laughs> delivery. Uh, but those two songs just feel like Christmas to me. And they, they, yeah. every time I hear them, it's like, this is what it's all about right here. And I do, I love Jingle Bell Rock. I like all of them. I, I love them all. But these two are the ones you're like, uh, just they warm me up a little bit. I that sounds no, that's good. Uh, those are good picks. So, there you have it. Those are our traditional ones. Tomorrow, we'll talk about our non traditional favorite Christmas songs, which gets a little bit more fun. I'm also going to have a list of some of the funniest Christmas songs of all time, which I think will be a good time. Um, I'm also gonna okay, I'm probably over promising here because it doesn't sound like uh, under 30 minutes of content, but Carol Sunbury, Why Dogs Watch TV, and uh, pretty pretty excited about that. That's all coming up tomorrow uh, here on What's Eating Kale. So uh, my apologies for the rush nature of today, and uh, hopefully it came off pretty good. Uh, it's going to go up till 8 o'clock, so I really apologize for that. But tomorrow is a whole new day. I'll be more organized. I've got a little more time today. So until then, for the love of God, Make it a good one.